All right, everyone, welcome back. This is Ryan Selkis, and you're listening to Masari's Unqualified Opinions, where each week I interview crypto's top builders, investors, and personalities to discuss the key trends in the industry. You can discover more about Masari at masari.io. But for now, let's get right into the episode. It's going to be a good one. This episode is brought to you by Nexo, the only lender offering instant crypto credit lines, which let you use digital assets as collateral to get cash in 45 different fiat currencies and stable coins. You can also park idle assets with Nexo and earn up to 8% annually. It's a company that's a strategic partner of exchanges, OTC desks, and crypto funds, all of which borrow, lend, and grow their assets using Nexo. Explore Nexo.io or reach them at institutions at Nexo.io to learn more. This podcast is presented by Blockworks Group, one of the top blockchain events and media production companies I've worked with. For exclusive content and events that could help you with insight into the crypto and blockchain space, check them out at blockworksgroup.io and you will not be disappointed. All right, everyone, welcome back to Masari's Unqualified Opinions. I'm Ryan Selkis at 2BitIdiot. I told you we had a lot of great guests coming up this season. And today I'm very excited to speak with founder and CEO of Tron Foundation, Justin Sun. It's sure to be an eventful conversation. So, uh, Justin, uh, I think there's a lot that we can cover in this discussion. Tron is a somewhat controversial pro- uh, project in the West, very popular in the East. You've been tremendously successful with MA. There are, generally speaking, a number of misconceptions around the Asian crypto scene versus the European and and US crypto scene. I think we wanna cover all of those, but for starters, I really want people to just hear directly from you uh, about your background, how you got to this point with Tron, and uh, then we can talk a little bit about where you're gonna go. But but for starters, let's just separate fact from fiction and and tell people a little bit about your, your background. And, uh, and, and where you've taken Tron to date. Sure. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm uh, Justin Sang, um, the founder of Tron. So basically, I born uh, in China, um, and I went to uh, Peking University in 2007. Um, after finish my um, undergrad, I went to United States in Philadelphia. Um, University of Pennsylvania uh, for my master's degree. So around 2012, I started to have my own business. So this is basically the eight years for my entrepreneurship. Um, so I get into crypto world very early. Uh, I also work for uh, Ripple uh, for uh, a year and a half um, before I started my own uh, crypto company. Um, so in 2017, uh, I started Tron, uh, and in these like three years, we got numerous progress. Uh, and I'm very excited. Want to share like all the news and all the updates to to you. Uh, describe Tron uh, as a platform, as a community, uh, because I have my own impressions, and and we're going to talk through some of my preconceptions, and and you can agree or or disagree. But um, just to to level set, how uh, do you pitch Tron today as a platform and community, and and has that changed at all from when you first started? Yeah, I I think actually it's changed a lot actually um, since we started, right? So as we started, I I think this is from technical perspective, this is just a smart contract platform. 
So um, if we pull like very simple, it's just like a smart contract platform. But after these three years, uh, we trying to be um, the largest decentralized ecosystem uh, in, in, in this industry. So I, I think basically uh, the changing concept is from uh, a platform to an ecosystem. Uh, the difference is um, a platform is just uh, like a service platform. So lots of the users come to the platform, they get what they want. But ecosystem, they has to be like self-sustained and also there will have lots of the players in the ecosystem, right? So, so that's why I think this is the, uh, the biggest uh, change in these three years. Uh, and also at the same time, I, I feel confidence we can uh, achieve the goal and become the largest uh, uh, decentralized ecosystem uh, uh, in the world. When you first started, a lot of the technology that you were aiming to build was based on something similar to IPFS, uh, so, so decentralized file storage. Yeah. And, and the project started with a bit of controversy um, in which there were sections of the white paper and some of your marketing materials that were very similar, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe even ripped wholesale from Filecoin. Um, and, and I want to maybe start by framing this with a little bit of my opinion, not to soften yeah, sure, it, but, sure. but, but no just problem. to remind everybody that I think sometimes people forget that all of these protocols and all of these projects that are being created and, and developed are open source. So there's nothing explicitly wrong with forking or kind of building on top of, of others innovations. And, and that in fact is, is pretty much what every entrepreneur has done from, you know, Litecoin to Ethereum to any uh, derivative application that's, that's leveraging blockchain technology and some of the work that's come before. What I think led to some uh, consternation and, and some uh, maybe early dismissiveness even of, of the Tron project was this issue that you had with the white paper and how you were communicating some of the design goals. Um, and I know uh, Juan Benet of, of Filecoin you know, took exception uh, to, to some of the marketing language that you used and, and some of the early R&D. Um, from your perspective, what happened, right? Uh, and and um, do you think that hurt the project early on? Did, did it uh, cause you to rethink engagement with some of the other protocols um, that you would interface with? What, if any, uh, kind of key lessons did you take from that? And, and maybe before we begin into the lessons, um, what happened, period, right? And, and was, it, was this a big miscommunication from your perspective? Um, first of all, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, I think learn from each other and the fork is very common since in the crypto world, right? Uh, lots of the um, cryptocurrency, even you can see like top 10 today, uh, fork from other cryptocurrency, right? We got like uh, BCH is forked from Bitcoin. We got like Monero um, is forked from like uh, other uh, privacy coin. Uh, we got lots of the different coins basically uh, learn from each other. Um, so I, I want you like uh, say here is first of all, I think this is like a misunderstanding um, because I think Tron, our technology uh, at the beginning is more based on, on, on EOS and the Ethereum. Uh, we did learn like lots of from EOS and the Ethereum, um, but we doing some our um, innovation on top of that, right? For mm-hmm. example, like in Tron ecosystem, everybody can only like vote for, um, um, so basically one TRX is for one vote. 
And in the EOS one, uh, you can uh, vote for like multiple parties, right? So we did some like uh, alteration and our self-innovation on top of the protocol we learned. Um, but definitely, I think, um, because Tron is also open source, right? So mm -hmm. lots of the people are even like learn from Tron, basically. So um, that's why I think, first of all, in the crypto community, the culture uh, is fork like each other and learn each other, which I think is good, good things, because um, lots of things we learn each other so we can be innovative, like evolve like all the time. So, so basically the, um, the, the crypto community can um, grow stronger. Uh, so that's like my first opinion. Mm -hmm. And the second opinion, uh, I think I want to take like uh, Tencent, like TikTok uh, as um, basically uh, um, ByteDance as an example. So I think for uh, lots of the uh, um, uh, Chinese background, or we call like Asian background, uh, good company when they first started, they did learn lots of the idea from like Western world, right? So, so for example, like Tencent, when they early, they do in the QQ, they learn lots of from ICQ, of course, right? And also like WeChat, they learn uh, numerous from WhatsApp, so basically. Um, but eventually, I mean, our user experience, UX, UE, we will um, do lots of the innovation to make this custom to like Azure customer or the customer around the globe. Actually, they will have lots of the good parts into that. For example, like WeChat, they doing like WeChat payment. This is like even Facebook or WhatsApp, they didn't do that at all. So even the, like the Libra, the concept is um, par partially is come from WeChat payment, right? Mm -hmm. And also the type, um, ByteDance is the same. They, at the beginning, they learn uh, numerous from the, uh, from the, uh, Western product, but they eventually they deliver something even got like very succeed um, in in United States for example like TikTok, right? Everybody is using uh, TikTok right now um, And and I believe this gonna be a trend you will see a lot of the Asian background companies actually uh, learn from uh, original companies, but they keep doing innovation uh, eventually they will deliver some product is very competitive, even um, in the Western market perspective. Um, for example, like uh, Zuckerberg recently, uh, I think it's two months ago something, he gave like a presentation uh, in the board and he um, pointed out there's a clear trend is a lot of the Chinese company right now is taking to this kind of the competitive. Before Zuckerberg believed those Chinese companies is not like competitive in the market at all. For example, he said like WeChat is very successful in China, but they don't have like any market shares in uh, outside of China basically. But this time he believed TikTok is like really a threat to Facebook. Uh, uh, and Facebook will do a lot of the changes and a lot of the new product try to compete with TikTok. So mm -hmm. that's why I believe this is a trend in the future as well. I think in the crypto world it is the same, you know, uh, for example, in 2017, um, the exchange markets, especially the altcoin exchange market, is dominated by uh, um, Poloniex, right? Poloniex is a Western-based company, basically. But in 2019, 2018, Binance uh, is a Chinese background company. It's already, like, dominates the, um, the like, like, 
uh, cryptocurrency trading markets. Right now, I mean, uh, something similar happens is in the futures trading, right? Before, mm -hmm. it's the BMAX uh, dominated markets, but right now we see lots of the Asia um, uh, players in this kind of the um, uh, uh, markets as well. I, I think those similar things are gonna happen in the smart contracts. Um, before, it's Ethereum dominated, right? <coughs> right now, you can see like Tron, like other like Asian players also getting to these markets. So, so that's, I think this is actually a good sign. It's a sign of globalization, which I, which I like too, right? So we'll mm -hmm. see the companies from deep, different backgrounds compete with each other. Um, so yeah, that's basically my opinion. Yeah. The, the, one, the one thing that's unique here, I feel like before EOS and Tron, yeah. every single open source project did seem to be a global project. Yeah. Bitcoin was equally relevant to miners in China yeah. as Europe as North America. Yeah, totally. With Ethereum, same thing. With yeah. forks of Bitcoin, same thing. Yeah. With Ripple, you know, yeah. you yourself, you know, work, yeah. worked at Ripple. Yeah. Um, they had a global base and, and continue to be very active in Asia, particularly in, yeah. in Japan. Yeah. Um, with, with EOS and Tron in particular, it seemed that very early on there was a, a, some contentiousness between communities. With, with Tron, it started out with a mix up with Filecoin. With EOS, it might have been directly head to head with Ethereum. And you did in fact see the EOS ecosystem arguably take off a little bit more in China. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously Tron as, as an Eastern based project yeah. and protocol uh, and a protocol that was uh, actually released uh, sooner than, than Filecoin, which is yeah. still under wraps and in development. Yeah. It, it seemed as though the first impression that that the kind of global community has with, was that this was a directly competitive protocol, yeah. and and much of the issue stemmed from the fact that there wasn't you know proper citations so yeah. in, in the white paper um, was was that a mistake a misunderstanding or was your mentality this is all fair game every single technology company east and west is pulling features that are best for each other and we're going to compete on community speed and, and ultimately community development. Yeah, totally, uh, I agree with you. Uh, I, th I think this is a, a fair game, even though I mean lots of the um, um, Chinese background company or Asian background company, when they first get into the global market, they will feel like uh, some kind of the, uh, they are not get used to it, right? But eventually mm -hmm. I think they, 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 they will overcome all, all those um, difficulties. Uh, uh, as I gave like you an example before, I mean, when Tencent first doing like their uh, overseas products is not like working very well because they don't understand like what's the Western like audience or the Western users, what they want and also uh, uh, what they um, want to um, have in the products, features what they want to have in the products. But soon, I mean, in 2019, I think TikTok doing a really good job on, on the, uh, this kind of the uh, um, products as well, right? And also I want to give an example is DLive. Um, so DLive team is also originally uh, come from China. Right mm -hmm. now they are ranking like number five in United States and also number two in Turkey, um, uh, just second to Twitch. So this is also- And, and this, is, this is for live video. Yeah, sure. live video, gaming live video. 
So uh, we acquired um, D-Life in, in early uh, this year. Um, and because we see the products very successful, at the same time, it's also a very uh, uh, like overseas-based Chinese program. So all the lead founders and the team is, uh, is Chinese developers, but they actually de deliver a very good product uh, uh, with a very good quality uh, uh, in a very short period of time. So, um, and, and I want to point out it's also the same is in the gaming, uh, live streaming industry, other competitors is Facebook, Amazon, Google, uh, you know, it's all very uh, giant players, Microsoft. Actually, DLive is the only like startups like compete with all the like giant, like Western based companies. So that's why I think in the future, we're going to see like more um, of these uh, Asia-based companies come to a um, globalization and compete with other companies. Can, can you talk a little bit about uh, your development strategy? Because from the outside looking in, I see a project that raised some money through an ICO that ultimately benefited greatly from the appreciation of value in, in late 2017 and, and the Tron token in particular. Yeah. Um, and then that transition focus to acquiring other open source projects and then spinning up tokenized elements of, of these different platforms. Um, and a skeptic might say, well, this is just a, a continuous ICO, right? There, you know, you'll, you use funding from, from TRX, um, you'll use that capital, you'll redeploy it to acquire, you know, use that liquid capital to, to acquire some other company. Um, and then ultimately either, uh, realize value through that subsidiaries PL or you'll do another token sale. Yeah. Um, is that, is that fair, right? Is, is that, is that a macro strategy? Is it something that you would continue to do? Um, or is there something deeper that, that, you know, I might be missing because yeah. when I look at, at the different parts uh, of the stack and the different entities that you've acquired, it looks more like a conglomerate of projects right. than, you know, one complementary system. Yeah. But uh, I'd be curious how you think about M&A strategy in general and, and where, how this all fits together um, for both the Tron Foundation, you personally, but also for um, the, the Tron ecosystem and, and TRX holders. Yeah, sure. Um, so I think we are like the first, uh, um, like first entities or the first uh, person to introduce this uh, acquisition into the open source world, right? So uh, actually, acquisition is very common, I mean, in the business world, but it's haven't like been happening like in the crypto world, I, I think before like 2018, right? Uh, I think Tron acquired BitTorrent is one of the like biggest moment for the acquisition, basically in the open source world and in the crypto world. Uh, and after that, I, I see lots of the uh, companies and the players start to doing the same, right? We can see like Stella, they acquire like Chen, right? Chen.com, and we see like Coinbase acquire Earn.com. Uh, we see like recently um, Binance acquire like Indian, uh, India like, like trading platform, and also they acquire like DApp Review, uh, acquire like Trust Wallet. So, definitely, first of all, I think on the industry level, I think we will see more and more acquisition happens in the future. Uh, uh, which I think is a good thing, uh, which means like open source world, 
and the crypto world become like more mature. Uh, and then the second thing, I think acquisition actually a good thing because this provide like actually channel for the uh, open source developers. Um, for for example, like before, um, um, BitTorrent faced like a dilemma, right? Because of, of all the like problems or like like uh, negative effects come from the open source protocol, they can't like go IPO because Wall Street don't appreciate. Um, the open source at all. So, and because the Wall Street business model basically uh, build on patents. So if you don't have like enough patents, you always advocate for open source, it's impossible for you to get finance returns uh, on, in Wall Street basically. They don't appreciate these kind of things at all. But mm -hmm. with like tokenization and also acquisition, I think we provide a lot of the goods financial incentive for open source developers. They can get access. They can get the same kind of the financial benefits as uh, capital markets uh, mm -hmm. as well, right? So this is, I think, is a um, very good things. I mean, on the in industry level. Um, so based on Tron, uh, yeah, so uh, I have the second point. So based on Tron, I think, uh, actually we are like, some people may see us like a very um, active players on acquisition markets, mm -hmm. but I will say on my end, actually we are very cautious. First of all, the only two tokens actually we uh, uh, issued is uh, DRX and BTT. Mm -hmm. So um, some other tokens uh, community uh, is doing it. It's not like ourselves. So when mm -hmm. uh, we do acquisition, actually we are very cautious, right? Um, the only two acquisition we do is DLive and BitTorrent. Um, other acquisition, uh, we are like investors, basically. We are uh, backing the projects, but we are not the person who lead those projects. And so, we are, so this, this applies to Steam and Poloniex? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, and also Wink, right? We okay. cover with finance on Wink. Uh, we, are, we are only the investors. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, and also, of course, Steam, we haven't said like anything about Steam yet, right? So it's all like in uh, commercial like discussion. Uh, we haven't like released any news. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, also at the same time uh, uh, for, um, uh, for the token, actually we are very cautious. So after we uh, acquired DLive, uh, we decided to not to issue like any new tokens. So we, we would rather like focus on building like BTT and TRX ecosystem. So I, I don't believe like, um, this is a good strategy. So you basically acquire a company and the tokenize it without like any kind of the consideration or second thoughts, right? We believe we, we still need to be like very cautious on acquisition, also on tokenization of the project because we believe that the tokenization means like lifetime, I mean liabilities on those projects, right? Mm -hmm. We definitely want the project to be like very successful in the market, we definitely want projects to be like like tokenization actually helps projects, right? So so that's why I mean even for like BTT tokenization with all the BTFS, BitTorrent Speed, um, D lives comes out of the projects. We really want the tokenization helps the BitTorrent protocol to grow stronger. Um, so we want this to be like one plus one like. Um, um, bigger than two, right? So, mm -hmm. so that's like our strategy. So I think we need to be cautious actually uh, on tokenization. Uh, that, that's my uh, point. Yeah. How, how have 
people been using TRX and, and BTT uh, more recently? I, I think TRX, it seemed, was getting quite a bit of pickup in yeah. gambling uh, dApps yeah. and, and gaming. Is that still the case? Uh, where do you see the, the core market for TRX? And, and do you expect that is going to be more integral to some of these other services that you've invested in or acquired? Yeah, sure. So first of all, I, I think in 2019, we got like, like the best year, right? So we surpassed both Ethereum and EOS on DApp developments. Uh, lots of the people right now is saying like gaming uh, and gambling is all on trunk, right? Not on Ethereum uh, is, and the EOS. They, they may take like a, a negative like angle to talk about these things, right? But mm-hmm. from my perspective, is uh, uh, I find out it's like, Right now, because the gaming and the gambling developers, they find the Tron is the best platform for developing, right? So that's why they, they are all doing business on Tron. Instead of like, we are like encouraging lots of people like doing gambling and gaming apps on top of the platform because we mm-hmm. don't like funded any of these kind of the apps, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, if they, they find out it's not like, the platform is not, ecosystem is not sustainable, they won't like invest their, develop resources or their manpowers on top of the protocol, right? So, which I, see, I think is a good sign. And also with our like Samsung partnership, because we got like more distributed channel, we can distribute it in Samsung Galaxy Store, we can distribute it in all the Samsung phone. I, I think the DApp ecosystem uh, will become um, even more like successful, I, I mean, uh, in, the, in the future. The second thing I think I want to uh, mention uh, also is uh, Tron is like picked up by USDT and the other stable coins uh, on top of Tron. So we got mm-hmm. over like 900 million uh, USDT issue on top of Tron and I, I think it's keep growing uh, because like on Tron is fast, cheaper uh, and also provides a good user experience. And also uh, I can't like say who is that but we are collaborating with other um, uh, stablecoin developers. We'll issue more stablecoin on Trump. So I think in 2020, we're definitely going to compete with Ethereum on DeFi, not only on stablecoin, but also on DeFi as well. So uh, my personally, I want to like, commit more times on DeFi projects. Mm-hmm. I want to talk with them, collaborate with them, encourage them to uh, develop like, more DeFi on Trump platform. And also, I think it will be interesting is the integration between the Tron network and the BTFS. Uh, we will introduce a lot of the Tron projects, start to use BTFS as one of their um, decentralized storage uh, platform. Because right now, you know, the BitTorrent, uh, after all, they have the uh, most like distributed and uh, widely used like nodes in the world, right? So if you choose like BTFS, you will get access to a hundred million active users and active nodes around the globe, right? So, and also, of course, like the B, BitTorrent speed, uh, the user case is keep growing. So right now, uh, we are at 200K, uh, something users, uh, um, the level. And um, this year, uh, we are aiming to roll out to a hundred million uh, active users. Uh, you will see most of the like BitTorrent wallet, uh, BitTorrent clients, classic clients, BitTorrent Web, UT Web, um, BitTorrent Web, all the users will start to use like BTP as one of the tokens. They, they can accelerate their downloading, accelerate their storage, and the live streaming as well. Mm-hmm. 
When you say that you want to be more competitive with Ethereum and in particular with DeFi applications, is the focus on being more competitive first in the Asian markets or is it more global than that? Uh, the initial I, focus? Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, I think our initial like uh, um, objects is on Asian market. Because even though I don't know if you notice, like even USDT is widely used in Asian markets mm -hmm. rather than like Western markets, right? Because people more like take on like USDT is more like offshore currency in Asia market, right? Ra mm -hmm. Rather than like in, in Western markets. Actually, Huobi, Binance, like they hold um, like much even more than Krakens, right? In, in, in USDT markets. So um, that's why I, I feel like the first focus will be Asian market, and then we'll gradually like uh, um, um, expand to Western markets. Have, uh, have you regained access to your Weibo account, or is that still shut down? Uh, we haven't get access to our Weibo account yet, but uh, I think we probably will start our uh, new like Weibo accounts in the next week or two weeks. The reason I ask that is if the focus is on disrupting Ethereum and, and DeFi applications in the Asian markets, well, the largest Asian market is China. Yeah. Uh, another very large Asian market is India, yeah. which has traditionally yeah. been hostile to, to cryptocurrency startups. Yeah. Um, so the question is, where do you start? Uh, oh. and, 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 and if, if there isn't um, some blessing uh, from, from the CCP, yeah. if it's unclear exactly where you can get a foothold versus Ethereum, which is yeah. relatively active in, a, in, in Japan and in Korea. The, the yeah. scenes there are quite vibrant. Yeah. Um, and there's this, uh, this, this issue with, with the Chinese government, um, or at least some, uh, some unfamiliarity or, or, or hesitation. Yeah. Um, is the mainland an area that, that you can focus efforts, or does it need to be around the periphery, maybe Hong Kong, Singapore, yeah, sure. et cetera? Sure. First of all, I think Chinese government is pro uh, blockchain. Uh, even they feel like hesitation on um, uh, crypto, but still, I think we got like good relations with uh, Chinese government. Uh, for example, like recent like Wuhan like coronavirus outbreak, uh, we are the like one of the first like uh, Chinese uh, based projects. We offer help to the um, Chinese government uh, foundations, and they they accept the help, and also we uh, we mile lots of the um, medical supplies back to China to be like the first company, blockchain companies to devote ourselves to this mm -hmm. like, coronavirus outbreak. And also I, I think we got like a high possibility we can got Weibo account back because mm -hmm. I, I want to point out is like actually this kind of the close of the Weibo account is have happened in China is it, it, regularly. It's not like uh, something we uh, we need to like take like something is uh, demonstrate the diff uh, dramatic change on the policy or something, right? So mm -hmm. in China, if you say some like sensitive things, you don't even know like what's the sen sensitive lines, your Weibo account gets shut down. But there is high possibility if you have like a positive dialogue with Chinese government and also with the regulators, it's high possibility you can get the Weibo account back. Uh, I, I think that's like my anal analysis uh, on, 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 on Tron. And also I want to point out like all the Tron, like other platform is completely doing well. And also we got an, uh, a lot of the audience. For example, 
like a strong like a um, WeChat accounts, which have even more like followers than Weibo, right? Because you know like WeChat definitely is the number one platform in China than Weibo. Um, Tron is doing great. We have numerous users, and also uh, just like uh, uh, two days ago, I'm doing like a, a live streaming on each board. There is 17 million impressions. A lot of people go, go to each board. It is doing fantastic, and this is like inside of China with a Chinese like app empower them. So so mm -hmm. definitely. So that's why I think there is also some. Uh, misunderstanding, right? Some people feel like maybe because they they are not like very familiar with Chinese policy or or localization, they feel like wow, it's like China shut down crypto. Uh, this kind of become like 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 a forbidden zone, right? But mm -hmm. for me, I, I think it's completely okay, and and we are doing like very well. Even for my like personal like WeChat account, it's doing fantastic. We we posted lots of the Tron updates like every day, so. So I, I will feel like China still like like a very good markets, and we will mm -hmm. uh, focus more on have positive, constructive like dialogues with the regulators, and, and also uh, continuously to promote blockchain developments in China. And second thing is India. So uh, I will finish really quick. In sure, go ahead. Yeah. India, I, I think the, totally we have lots of the uh, goods uh, distributed channel because we have like over. 20, 25 million users in India uh, in BitTorrent alone. So, so we actually have a large like audience in India. Uh, BitTorrent is one of the most like popular apps in India. We, we have lots of the followers know us because of BitTorrent. So definitely I think we will leverage uh, our exposure uh, in India with BitTorrent. And also of course, you, you know, like Korean and the Japan, especially Korean, they love Trump. So uh, in 2018, Strong is one of the most like uh, popular trading tokens on, on, uh, in Korea. And also at the same time, uh, you know, this year, uh, February like 29th, our Nitron 2020 is in Korea so as well. So definitely I, I see lots of the people uh, in Korea and Japan embrace Strong. How much time are you spending in China versus San Francisco? Like, where where are you, are you physically? Uh, you don't have to tell me the exact location for security yeah. reasons, yeah, sure, obviously. Sure. But uh, but but I'm curious because I think it it kind of illustrates um, where you could expect to see some progress with with some of these different ecosystem investments. Yeah, totally. Uh, first of all, I think it's one third uh, one, one Western countries. Like United States, Europe, like like uh, mm -hmm. around um, uh, globe, but but more focused on developed countries, you know, and the one third in Asia, uh, um, like all the country we mentioned, and also one third around the globe. So I, I also sometimes travel to, for example, like Bermuda, like like uh, Malta, and mm -hmm. also other countries very friendly to cryptos, right? Want to learn more about uh, about like crypto from them. So, so, but basically, I think it's like uh, one one third uh, uh, world uh, worldwide travel. So one third um, um, Asia, like one third like Western uh, developed country. But you are still spending time in mainland China. Uh, sometimes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the the other area that um, that maybe we can spend a little bit of time on is uh, just generally speaking. Um, all of the marketing 
that you've done to date? I think you'd be hard pressed to find many people that would argue you personally are a phenomenal marketer. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and like any uh, strength, you know, taken too far can, it can become a vice, but, but, yeah. you know, in the, in the happy medium, it's, it's certainly a competitive strength that the entire ecosystem has. Yeah. Um, how do you think about marketing without pushing the line into hyperbole uh, or over-promising or, you know, some might even go so, uh, so far as to say misleading investors, right? Because, because you've certainly delivered on quite a bit on the M&A front. There, there are, is uh, a very interesting technical portfolio that you have under the, the Tron Foundation umbrella, to be sure, yeah. and, um, and, you know, increasing uh, development on the, the TRX ecosystem. Uh, where do you draw the line and, and, and how do you think about the, the cost benefits for, for some of the different initiatives like the Warren Buffett lunch, like, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, the Nitron promotion, you know, and, and, and all of these different, uh, initiatives that you have? Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, um, unlike like many people uh, will see me like a professional marketers. Uh, I think I'm not like a professional marketers. Actually, I, I will see like marketing more like communicates. So basically mm -hmm. direct like communicating to the community. I think I'm the first like founders is very like active on Twitter uh, since like 2017. Even mm -hmm. before that, I think Charlie Lee, like um, Vitalik has Twitter, uh, of course, but they are not like me because I tweet like all the time, you know. So, and mm -hmm. also I directly communicate with like community members almost like every day, like since like 2017. So I think the reason um, people see me like, like a great marketers is because I like insist on communicating with uh, community like on daily basis, basically, and willing to like talk with them, like with everything I see, right? Sometimes, I mean, uh, I really like learn some lessons, some like uh, examples you, uh, you, you give to me, right? It's definitely uh, some lessons I learned from, from like, like communicate with communities. So sometimes I, because I, I just say what I want to say, you know, before that we don't even have like a PR team to review all the things I say. So, um, mm -hmm. because, you know, I just take the community as one of my friends, I mean, across the table. So sometimes if you like, uh, just say that something you say just on the, uh, on the table or just like, it's just like a private chat. Some, sometimes your words will be misunderstood by others, right? So mm -hmm. after I find out like my, um, my Twitter actually right now have like 2 million followers, something I see, uh, something I say may become like headline of tomorrow. So I even become like more like cautious right now. Mm -hmm. So for, for example, right now, like all the tweet I tweet actually get you like reviewed by our marketing department and the PR department first before I post it on Twitter. Actually, so after like, oh, sometimes people say it's like a PR disa that disaster. <laughs> sometimes all the things happen. I, I think I become like even more like cautious. So uh, I, I think I will learn the lesson and evolve uh, and uh, become like a professional uh, marketing person in the future. Mm -hmm. So that's why uh, I, I also set I, like an expectation for myself. Uh, but still, I, I, I insist we need to be more direct, more honest to the community, to direct communicate with them. Uh, even 
today I I I reply lots of the like like uh, uh, Twitter message. Uh, they leave like like uh, under my Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know, I, I think it's it's hard to argue that uh, it's it's been very effective. I think the question is. Um, you know when, if ever, does it get you into trouble? And 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 right now, it's 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 obviously um, been effective to the tune of of Tron being in, in you know well into the nine figures, close to you know billion dollar market cap and, and kind of highly liquid currency that gives you a lot of actual capital um, to build and and to you know acquire some of these other entities that we talked about. Um, do you uh, what what have been some of the things that you would do differently or, or, or you think if anything you've, you've gotten wrong so far, um, maybe not personally, but uh, in terms of industry theses that in 2017 during the euphoria, you, you believed were, were going to be true either about the crypto community, about uh, your interactions with the Asian market, about, you know, maybe your personal performance or style or decision making. Um, what have you either changed your mind about or, or been wrong about and wish you'd done differently? Um, it could be marketing or, or product related. Uh, I think if we um, uh, looks back, I think it's. Uh, uh, I think if it is better, is we start the the project originally from like um, like United States or from like uh, Western countries. I think it's mm -hmm. better because I I did feel a lot of the resistance. You know, if like when. The first time when the project started from like China, people kind of like will label like some like bad negative like labels on top of the mm -hmm. project. So even even though I mean we originally come from China, but you know after like September fourth, we like move like out of China immediately because we want to like always complying with government's requirements. Mm -hmm. But still, this kind of the history uh, um, bring us like some of the misunderstanding and the troubles, you know, not even like on the Western side, uh, people's perspective, even like with like when sometimes we talk with Chinese governments, right? They also have this kind of the stereotype, like feel like we originally come from China, we forever like in China, this kind of the concept. Even mm -hmm. we, we mentioned to them like several times, we based in Singapore and most of the developers is in United States, Korean, Japan, uh, uh, Europe, like like all around the globe, but they still feel this kind of stereotype. They will take you like a, a China project, which the position we want, I want to advocate, is more like a global project. Mm -hmm. do, do you do you think that that is uh, something that that can be corrected? Right. I mean, so 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 many times, like the meme sticks, you know. Um, and it's, it's very hard to, you know, uh, correct a narrative that you don't like. It's, uh, and it, it's impossible to change history, right? In terms of where yeah, you exactly, founded exactly. and kind of how, how you launched. Um, exactly. is, is this something that can be corrected? Number one. And number two, yeah. should it be corrected if the future is Asian, right? And, and ultimately yeah. your competitive strengths as an ecosystem are, are likely going to be Eastern versus Western, maybe because of the initial launch and some of the early controversy and, and, and just the familiarity with that on market versus what is otherwise a very Western-focused Ethereum community and, and arguably Bitcoin community in many senses, at least on the developer fronts as well. Yeah, sure, totally. Uh, first of all, I think it can be corrected. 
uh, first of all, uh, it's just like my myself. You no, know, I born like in China and mm-hmm. spent like the first like twenty one years in China, right? But eventually, I I will myself right now is like a global citizen rather than like a citizen of like any countries. I will myself like a global citizen. So I, I think this is kind of like the same things happen in Chang. So even though we are originally come from China, right now we are we ourselves like a global project. And the, I think in the future, as long as we spend like more time on globalization, on um, like educating the global community, I definitely feel like, for example, like after 20 years or 10 years, when people look back, they don't even believe I'm born in China or the Chinese originally come from China. You know, it's just like TikTok. Uh, sometimes I talk to my friend, do you know this app is developed by like always Chinese developers? They, they won't believe it. They say like, no way, it's not gonna happen, right? So um, so like, like, like all the product we see is like developed by Instagram. I, I saw it's like come from Facebook. So that's something I want is like eventually like after 10, 20 years, when I first told people like Tron is originally come from China, they're gonna be like, no way, because the name Tron is like, right? It's like, it's a Disney movie, right? It's not gonna be like come from like, originally come from like a Chinese person. So, that, so that's like something I want. So I really want to advocate globalization, uh, no matter like our product, our spirit, our community. <coughs> Uh, I really like this kind of the, like a globalization concept. Um, I, have, I have one uh, technical question, and it's uh, kind of tangentially related to kind of the issue of, of the brand that you have and, and kind of trust that, that the Western community has in particular. Yeah. Um, you know, our team is doing some diligence. I believe that, you know, Coinmetrics was doing some diligence as well. And one of the things that was was very different about the Tron blockchain um, just from a technical standpoint, is that it was very difficult to monitor supply issuance, right? So, so when new transactions uh, are, you know, created on, on, you know, Bitcoin or Ethereum, there's a Coinbase reward. It's, it's, it's relatively easy to flag. Um, are there quirks uh, to the, the Tron blockchain that make it difficult to either uh, track the supply issuance and, and on-chain transactions or, or you know, track what can be locked and, and if accounts can even be locked on chain because this obviously has a pretty meaningful impact on what the distribution looks like, not just from the Tron Foundation, but for many of the early holders. Um, and particularly if you think about TRX as a financial asset and, and you expect at any time to have support in the U.S. and Europe from many of the major custodians and, and exchanges, that is something that, that absolutely has to be solved. I'm not sure um, if you might be able to help like explain at a very high level uh, what's going on there and, and you know, without getting too far into the weeds, uh, what, what the design decisions were that, that led to that dynamic. Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, uh, I want to say like transparency and all, all the financial transparency is one of the uh, value we advocate in our community for sure. So um, when we design the um, design the protocol, so we want this to be transparent uh, to mm-hmm. um, anyone uh, in the world, because I, I think this is uh, like the uh, very important way we can win the trust of our audience. Uh, because especially, I mean, we we share like the universal value of the transparency. Uh, that's the first thing. So second thing, I think definitely, uh, if you team has like any 
trouble uh, trying to tracking like anything, I think we can definitely provide like help from our side to um, to facilitate all, all this. I, I think this is definitely uh, what we want. Uh, third is for the like foundation holdings. I, I think we have been like very transparency. Um, uh, we advocate this to the Transcan team, so they they have like a dedicated uh, like like a page like listed all the assets. Um, uh, like Trump Foundation holdings. Uh, even though we uh, divided all the holdings to 1,000 addresses, but this is just become we don't want to get hacked and lose all the assets. So that's why mm -hmm. we uh, divided all the addresses, but we um, public, publish all the addresses on the blockchain. And, uh, and the other things, I think we are also, uh, all the things is on chain. For example, like um, the super representative, who is super representative, who is voting for those representative and the block reward they have received from the like super representative uh, and, and also like, like how those rewards was distributed. Mm -hmm. so, um, so that's why I think we actually did a lot of the work um, try to make the um, blockchain transparency. And also we uh, uh, collaborate with other um, blockchain auditors and also uh, chain analysis um, try to make this like more available, uh, even on the compliance level, right? So like mm -hmm. money laundering or uh, compliance with different governments law. So we, we also want to want this to be make available to everybody in the world. So so that's why uh, we actually commit lots of the works on transparency, and we we will continuously um to doing that. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll huddle up uh, after this conversation and, and we'll have a, a, a separate discussion on, on how we might be able to help there. Yeah. Um, Justin, you're officially off the hot seat. I asked you uh, a number of questions that I know our community has been interested in hearing the answer to. Yeah. And, um, and not all of them were softballs, uh, for sure. So yeah, I appreciate you bearing with that. Yeah. The, um, I guess as you look forward to 2020 uh, and beyond, you know, what, what does success look like this year uh, in terms of the roadmap, in terms of the uh, ecosystem development? What, what's kind of next uh, in terms of the next two or three milestones and priorities on, on your list? Yeah, sure. First of all, I think we uh, want to focus on BitTorrent ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So uh, BitTorrent has like 100 million uh, active users. We have over like 1 billion in source. So I think this is like uh, those um, users is also very familiar with decentralized technology. I think this is like, like the best like for the crypto communities. So in this year, we will introduce BitTorrent file system and also BitTorrent speed uh, and also um, DLive to lots of our audience this year. So basically, even though BTT was launched last year, but actually, and, and also the product is developed in 2019, actually mm -hmm. the 2020 is the year we will introduce the massive users to these older products. All the users will be very familiar with BTT. They will start to receive some of the BTT airdrop. So this is definitely something I think, not only the Tron community, but the whole crypto world they need to pay attention to because this is gonna bring a numerous users to crypto community. So that's the first thing I think is, uh, is a we like lots of our team members is focused on. And then the second thing uh, is DeFi development. So I think this year uh, you will see even more USDT migrate to Trump blockchain. We will see 
1.5 billion, even $2 billion migrate to um, Tron blockchain. Tron blockchain will become even like a dominate blockchain on USDT or like other stable coin uh, issuing platform. And also at the same time, you will see uh, lots of the um, um, projects like MakerDAO, um, this kind of the collateral um, um, DeFi project issue on mm-hmm. Tron platform. And then the third thing I want to emphasize is the uh, Tron Z Foundation. So they right now they are launching like MPC. They will also enable the privacy features on top of the Tron protocol. So we will also uh, offer um, the first uh, privacy coin with smart contracts and also with very fast speed in our industry as well. So that's the, like the three things I think we will may, majorly like focus on and we will see lots of the progress um, of all the development. And uh, the final thing is the BD progress. I think Samsung is the first BD um, uh, we achieve. And I think in this year, we will see lots of the larger companies, phone manufacturer, and also larger developers, gaming companies, they started to develop some tier one games and application on top of Tron blockchain. Because before that, we only see some like independent developers, right? Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, the product is great, but it's not like with a tier one quality. So this year, I, I, th- I think we will start to find out some like t- tier one developers, they will uh, deliver some product on, on Tron and on Samsung phone um, powered by Sense, uh, Tron blockchain. So that's something I think we, we, we can look forward to it. Justin, uh, it's been great finally catching up. Uh, I'm glad that we were able to do this on camera. I think this is going to be a, a great episode. I hope everybody listening or watching, depending on whether you're on your commute or on your phone or on your computer, uh, has enjoyed this and, and found it uh, as illuminating. Uh, we'll, we'll finish with one lightning round question. What is the single greatest misconception that Westerners have about the Asian crypto scene? Um, yeah, most of them, I, I think at early stage, especially at early stage, I heard this a lot. It's like, so they have this concept, it's like Asian is only good at trading and mining. So it's not like, they are not like good at like uh, protocol developing or like anything like related to tech. So they, mm-hmm. they kind of like feel like mining and uh, trading only like lots of tech, tech you know. So they mm-hmm. feel like um, the app development and also uh, protocol development is more like uh, uh, technical than uh, trading and uh, mining. So they feel like agents can't do like protocol development or like the app development, right? These kind of things. Uh, and I, I think the Tron development already proved this is wrong. So agents can do like protocol developments as well. Especially, you know, I don't even uh, know your remember. I mean, around 2018, like before we uh, launched our protocol, like in June, like lots of the KOLs in Twitter, they, they said like, like, like ouch, the, the Tron codes hurts my eyes. It's gonna collapse the moment they launch, you know. Um, the Trump protocol when they launch, it's gonna crash like very soon. You know, lots of the people also said like BitTorrent can't integrate with Tron because Tron code is is very bad. It's gonna collapse like <laughs> like like in any moments. You know, they have lots of the prediction like this. 
But I, I think eventually our hard work pay off and uh, all these prediction has proved to be wrong, right? So the Trump blockchain has been running like very smoothly for like two years. And, and we, there's numerous like the apps running on Tron and it's quite successful. Well, Justin, thanks again. Uh, this has been uh, a terrific conversation. Thank you to everybody for tuning in and uh, best of luck this year. We'll do it again soon. Fantastic. Time. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank Peace. you so much. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. New episodes of Unqualified Opinions go live weekdays at noon Eastern time. You can follow me in the meantime on Twitter at 2BitIdiot if you want to continue the conversation or troll me. Otherwise, I'll see you next week.